Monday night. It's no, oh, not November. It's, it's December nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. Yeah, I, I'm even wearing the Santa hat tonight. I, I bought your alligator saying it's November. Happy it's Thanksgiving, the, everyone. It's the last episode before Christmas for the Tan and J Man Show. Programming note for the next two following weeks, we'll be recording on Tuesdays. Tuesday, so Tuesday, December twenty seventh, and Tuesday, January third. And then after that, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming of Mondays, but that's the next two weeks. But I uh, hope everybody's staying warm out there. It's going to get really cold here in the Midwest. Got to get some snow the later part of this week. And I hope everybody's got their Christmas shopping done, because I don't. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm always I'm always down to the down to the buzzer, Jay, man. Come through well, and clutch know, at the end. We've had some things delayed if you're ordering off of Amazon, because uh having to run around. So you might well, have luck, to hit luck, the score. Yeah, luckily, w- with what I think I'm gonna get um, remaining, I don't think it's gonna be Amazon. So, yeah. I did order myself some snow boots today off Amazon, though, just to try to prep for the snow that's supposedly coming. Because I don't have any, and if we get as much as for, is forecasted from Thursday through Saturday, I'm gonna need some to go shovel. How uh, much are they predicting for you? Well, I'm not sure the Fort Wayne area. I know northern Indiana's quite a bit. Um, but I know the forecast last night did say possible blizzard Thursday through Saturday. So Yeah, uh, last I checked uh, here in the Chicagoland suburbs, it's talking like 15 to 20 inches. Yeah, that's good. If, if that comes and happens, that's going to delay some holiday uh, plans for everybody, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Not Fonza, good. But, first uh, uh, white Christmas in I don't even know how long. It seems like it's always warm. Last year, I remember... Uh, Megan and I took our dogs or two dogs for a walk on Christmas Eve because it was 60 degrees. Yep. You just never know. You never know. I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that I, I like snow around Christmas time, but after that, it cannot snow for the rest of the year and I'm good. Yeah. January and February are brutal. I, I, I hate those months and we were both born in those months. So we were, we were. And, uh, and you know, I, I kind of, I'll say I jinxed us all because I was just saying last week, I'm like, you know, December hasn't been too bad. Yeah. So why is it? I'm like, that means we're going to get pounded in January and February. Well, now we might get pounded in December. So good job, Tanner. Good job was, on that one. I was thinking the exact same thing. Sometimes I just need to keep my thoughts to myself. But, <laughs> oh, wow. I got some birdie buggy for you here. Oh, this, this is a big one. It's a big one. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of a softball. <laughs> That's nice so, of you. Quotation marks. Um. Patrick Mahomes became the fourth quarterback in NFL history to throw 35 touchdown passes in three straight seasons, joining what three quarterbacks? Can you repeat that again? I'm sorry. Old Patrick Mahomes, your favorite quarterback ever, Uh has Uh become the fourth quarterback in NFL history to throw 35 touchdown passes in three straight seasons. Okay. Who are the other three quarterbacks to have accomplished this feat? That's a heck of a question. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryson Katie Roman of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get Christmas veggies. <laughs> yeah, a little late to probably get their merch for a Christmas present, but uh, yeah, you can get it for an after-Christmas present, I guess. Yeah, get it for a New Year's present. There you go. Why, why, why do presents have to stop? I never said they had to, so. There's a stigma around presents. They should have them all the time. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. Let's get it trending, as the kids <laughs> say. Youths. <laughs> what are we starting with tonight, J-Man? Oh, uh, you want to start with some baseball? Like sure. We did, like we did last week. Uh, it wasn't a huge week for, um, say it was a huge week for signings, I should say. Um, Carlos Correa signs with the San Francisco Giants for uh, – $380 million or something like that. Um, Giants uh, missed out on Aaron Judge, missed out on um, a couple of Carlos Rodon signed with the Yankees, uh, so they lost him. And they needed to go out and make a big splash, and they made arguably the biggest splash of the offseason so far, signing a 28-year-old Carlos Correa to that massive deal, He'll be getting paid till he's 40. Um, usually those contracts towards the end do not look very good. I mean – some are comparable. You look at the Miguel Cabrera contract who they signed. The Tigers signed him into his 40s. It's looking terrible. 
Uh, the Joey Votto contract, he had a terrible year last year where he was injured. Um, that contract's looking pretty bad right now. They they paid him into his 40s. Um, some there, There's been some other deals, too, where guys have gotten these huge deals and it's paid them into their 40s and it hasn't gone well towards the end of it. Now, the thing with Correa, the fact that he's only 28, he's still he's literally entering the prime of his career right now. So if, if you can get, of those 12 years, if six of them are really good, it's worth it. Um, if it, if you can win a World Series or two, absolutely worth it. Um, so good good on the Giants for uh, going out there and making it happen. Uh, as far as the Cubs go, I was very, very disappointed that uh, the Cubs did not or were not able to sign Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, or Xander Bogarts. Very, very uh, disappointed. So they go out, and they, they, they had to sign a shortstop. Had to. They had to go overpay. For Dansby Swanson, and that's exactly what they did, signing him to a seven-year, $177 million contract. Um, underwhelmed. Um, I like Dansby Swanson. I think he's a fine ball player. Don't care how much money they gave him. Not my money. Um, <laughs> as, as long as this doesn't prevent them from um, buying here uh, in free agency the next couple years, totally cool. Um the Hayward deal, $184 million deal that the Cubs gave him back in December of 2015, uh, it forced it didn't force the Ricketts. The Ricketts chose to uh, not let them really spend any more money. So as long as the uh, Swanson deal does not hinder them from going out and signing any free agent they want, you look at the Padres, third smallest market in Major League Baseball. They now have three guys who have signed uh, contracts, $280 million or more. Uh, they don't care. They'll go out. Sign and and they have Juan Soto there as well, who will demand half a million dollars, and the Padres will probably give it to him. Um, there's zero, and I've said this for years now, zero reason why the Cubs can't go and be the Dodgers or the Yankees. Zero reason the Ricketts just choose not to. Uh, now, Dansby Swanson as a player, fine player, um, probably the best defensive shortstop in baseball right now. They're going to shift uh, Nico Horner to second base, and that is arguably the best defensive. Um, middle infield in baseball. And then you add a Cody Bellinger and center fielder in center field. Who's one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. Uh, so they're clearly building around defense right now. Um, as far as pitching goes, they signed Jameson Tyone. I talked about that last week. Um, they'll have a lot of guys that will get a ton of ground balls. And you, you look at their uh, team in 2016, that team didn't miss a ton of bats either. They got a bunch of ground balls. Kyle Hendricks had a 2.13 ERA, John Lester, 2.44 ERA, Cubs arguably had the best infield defense in the history of baseball as far as metrics go. Uh, so that's kind of what they're trying to build. Um, it's it's pretty clear. Uh, Swanson as a hitter, he completely changed his swing and got more launch um, angle, angle to his swing, um, and he hit more homers than he's ever hit. Problem is he still swung and missed a ton. Uh, so that is something that uh, is a little concerning. He, he turns 29 in February, so he's not exactly young anymore as far as uh, – Sports go baseball. I was gonna go. Say, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it is crazy. Um, so overall, they had to go do it, and they did. But still, it feels like a little bit of a letdown seeing those top three um, shortstops on the market go. Um, again, Dansby Swanson, but for everything I've read, great teammate, great leader. He has that edge to him that the Cubs have probably been missing. Um, and and in fact, when Freddie Freeman was traded from the Braves to the uh, Dodgers, they started calling Dansby uh, Swanson the sheriff there because he was kind of their their leader. Even though he really, he's again, he, he was pretty young when he was with uh, the Braves when he came up. So uh, interesting to see how it shakes out going forward. Cubs still need another starter. Well, they will likely sign another starter, Drew Smiley, who was there at a really good second half. Uh, sounds like Cubs are close to signing him. Desperately need. Another middle order, um, middle of the order bat. Michael Conforto has been mentioned. I was really hoping Cubs would go out and sign Justin Turner, who ended up signing with the uh, Boston Red Sox yesterday. Um, so Conforto, um, Brandon Drury has also been mentioned to, for a potential third base. But uh, so far, Cubs offseason is, I just I, again, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm still so weary over the past from the past four years now that. Uh, I'm not going to declare them a winner um, or a loser. I'm just going to have to see see how it plays out. I think on, on paper, their team's at least 
interesting where it wasn't interesting at all last year. You knew they were going to be terrible. This year, pitching staff should be solid. Bullpen's always really good, and it's been forever, it seems like. Uh, rotation should be good as far as injuries go. Still think they'll struggle hitting the ball, though, but the defense will be markedly improved because they were one of the worst defensive uh, teams in baseball last year, especially at the center field spot. They were bad at second base, so now you add an elite defensive set shortstop, and Nico Horner moved him to second base where should take off. Dan's response, and he leaped at – uh, shortstop, he won the gold glove last year and then had Bellinger to center field. So uh, they sh- they should be improved, but again, who knows? I hear a little more optimism in your voice this week compared to last week. Um, there's more optimism. I would like to see what they do the rest of the offseason because, again, they, ne- they have needs at the catcher spot, right. um, third base, first base, um, so DH. So they uh, they have a lot more moves to go before I declare them a uh, decent team. Although the uh, NL Central is very winnable because I think the Brewers will take a step back. Pirates and Reds are garbage. Um, Cardinals should be good again. But uh, I think the Cubs would be able to compete uh, in the NL Central, uh, depending on their moves they make. So, yeah, Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll uh, keep an eye on to see uh, what happens in the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, usually uh, guys like to – sign deals before Christmas so they don't have to worry about it through the sure. holidays. So I think we'll see some more action here within the next three or four days. So makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Um I see one team that's a national team that's not doing anything except really losing players, even though they did sign Justin Turner yesterday to a two year deal. Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Um Red Sox lose Bogarts, of course. Um they, uh, they 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 really haven't done anything the past couple off seasons. They're going to lose JD. They did lose JD Martinez, who signed with the uh, LA Dodgers. They of course traded Mookie Betts away to the Dodgers a few years ago. Um, Dave Dombrowski, who was their general manager, who likes to wheel and deal. He is the uh, president of baseball ops for the Philadelphia Phillies, I believe now. And look what the Phillies are doing. They're mm. sign, they're signing everyone. Um, so ownerships definitely to blame there uh, in Boston, but also their. Um, their GM clearly is not uh, not uh, he's he, he's not meant to be a GM if he's not going to be signing players because again there's there's zero reason they pack the place out much much like the Cubs it seems like they should be selling or buying every single year and uh, they just haven't done anything and they might be one of the worst teams in the American League next year on paper and the Justin Turner signing makes very little sit on the surface especially a multi year deal he's thirty eight years old. Oh. Um, you going to sign him and then try to trade him at the deadline? Cause I mean, uh, again, they've, they've done absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. So uh, they, they look like they'll be easily the worst team on paper right now, the worst team in the AL East. Um, so maybe the tides change in there in Boston for whatever reason. And it's not one of those teams like, I don't even know. Rockies, for instance, that might sign a 38 year old guy has been just to fill some seats or something, you yeah. know, because Boston doesn't need help to fill seats. Yep. Um, and they're a winning, traditional winning franchise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting yeah. signing there when I um, Another one, which of course, because I'm a Dolphins fan, I see all the Miami media. Um, the Marlins, <laughs> Marlins haven't done a single thing, they've barely <laughs> even been mentioned with the free agents. Uh, Justin Turner was the guy they were mentioned with, but why would he want to go play in front of 8,000 people? Um, so it's it's kind of funny. The, the Marlins will stay the Marlins forever. Um, they they got to go do something. They've they've been mentioned because they have all this great young pitching, but then they don't trade them for bats when, when they easily could have. Pablo Lopez has been a hot uh, trade commodity uh, for them, but it's it's funny to see the Miami media cover them because they're so disgusted with them not doing anything, and it makes their job boring. Um, so, so that's another team hasn't done a whole lot of anything. Um, Have the Reds and White Sox done anything Two local teams that I haven't heard much of? Uh, Reds haven't done anything that, that I, <laughs> that I can see. Um, the, uh, White Sox did sign Andrew Benintendi to a five year, yeah. $75 million deal. I think they did that on yeah. Saturday, maybe yeah, Friday, Saturday over the weekend. Yeah. Um, don't think that's that great of a move he's pretty pretty low upside you, you know what you're going to get from him but it's not going to be a guy that hits a bunch of homers he'll he'll get on base make contact a uh, decent defensively um in the outfield and they had to overpay for a guy like that but uh the white Sox have really screwed up their core of course jose abreu's with the astros now 
Um, their window of opportunity was small yeah. to begin with, and it seems like it's completely closed already. Yeah. They so. screwed that up last year big time. Big um, time, yeah. And that's Jerry Reinsdorf's fault. Mm-hmm. He uh, he needs to sell his uh, two franchises because the Bulls aren't looking very good either. Oh, no, so. Billy's going to get fired, I think. Yep, yep. It's too bad. And then he'll be a hot name uh, to go coach somewhere in college. I wonder if he'd want to go back. It's been about 10 years now, hasn't it? Yeah. Since he's, uh... I can't see another. I, I mean, I don't follow MEA close enough until oh, till those Sonics come back so eventually. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not giving up. But uh, I don't know if another NBA team would hire him. I mean, he did fine in Oklahoma City, yeah. but I don't I've, know. I've, I've been reading a little bit about him, and he's generally known as like a middle-of-the-road, middle-of-the-pack yeah. NBA head coach. So maybe yeah. another team will uh, – hire him but uh he he seems a little like um fred hoiberg in my opinion where he got out of the college game because he hated recruiting but now of yeah. course hoiberg's back uh and plus i mean college sports the landscape has changed right. so much now with the, the portal just two years it'd be a it's a whole different game than when billy left right. it right Right, you have to so, relearn it. So. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to keep mm-hmm. he's, keep eyes on that as the bowl season goes along and Maybe a big college job or two is going to open up. I don't yeah, even yeah. know what that would be yeah. off the top of my head right now. It's way too early to even speculate. But Texas probably open. It should be. It should yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Be. yeah, I forgot about that already. Um, Texas and you know Billy played at Providence, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if Ed Cooley's getting close to retirement. I don't think he's that old. No, because he's not going to get fired. That's why I'm saying he's no, not doing no, a good no, job. No. He's not going anywhere unless he retire or something but i don't know yeah. we'll see we'll see you there um well speaking we kind of were talking about college sports want to talk about some college football do it you know we got bowl games going on uh, marshall and uconn played today i couldn't tell you what bowl it was but uh marshall won by 14 points there were some uh, entertaining bowl games over the weekend that happened uh, we're getting some better games later on this week and then of course we got the college football playoff will be um uh, on the 31st, yeah, 31st, um, and then you got some other big bowl games around New Year's Day. But just like we have the last few years, we're seeing more and more players opt out. Yeah. It's, can't, um, can't blame them. Can't blame them. Absolutely cannot blame them for wanting to uh, not get hurt. It, it's the it's the Jalen Smith, Jake Butt um, yeah. sort of thing. really is. Um, so you can't blame them if they have NFL aspirations, you know, because we've seen some guys get hurt and – fall in the draft and cost himself mm-hmm. millions of dollars. But from a fan standpoint, it does stink. If it, it does. especially if you buy tickets and you're going to, you know, pay to fly down to a game or flights out to a game or whatever, and then play for a hotel and all that, because, um, uh, bowl games can still be fun. Um, mm-hmm. they're just not what they once were. They once were the reward for a hard worked right. season. Um, but now with the opt out, it's changed. Do you think, there'll ever be a solution to the opt-outs or is, do you think this is just the world we live in now? Um, honestly, the, uh, the playoff has kind of changed that as well. Um, and w- when they expand the playoff, it's probably going to look even worse um, as far as opt-outs go. Um, I I don't think there is a solution. Uh, if guys don't want to play, they don't want to play or right. they don't want to risk getting hurt, which again, right. can't, nope. can't fault them for not wanting to uh, risk it. Um, it, it, it does stink because, uh, I mean, we, your dad used to run this big bowl pick and that was so much fun, mm-hmm. um, every single year. And now like you almost can't even do it. No, it's, it's yeah, just that, a coin flip. That's what he and I decided last year and this year not to do it. And we, we did Tim J man show. We did a contest last year that my dad that's actually right. won yeah. and he got a free t-shirt. I decided not to do it this year. Cause I'm like, too many guys are opting out and sometimes you don't even know they're going to opt out till it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, heck we're even seeing Guys in the playoff, uh, Ohio State, that wide receiver, he's, his name escaped me right now. He opted out. That's mm-hmm. in the playoff. So when you got guys opt out yeah. of the playoffs, I don't know what you do. I don't know if there's an answer. It will be interesting in two years when it expands to 12 teams. Um, you know, and I was thinking the other day, well, when that happens, maybe they cut down the Bulls. Not if those cities and the communities have anything to say say on it. That's big uh, income for them, Huge. those bowl games. So. Yeah. I don't think bowl games will ever totally go away. No, but they're just not as important as they were even five years ago. Yeah, I mean it's it's still a cool reward. The players get rewarded for mm. 
um, having a solid season or a really good season. Yep. Um, and, and again, these, these cities almost depend on that income. Yeah. Um, yeah. each year, the Marshall Yukon game was the Myrtle beach bowl. So, ah, um, Myrtle nice. beach, uh, yeah. got some nice, uh, sounds like a nice place to be right now. I'm sure. A, a ton of Yukon fans showed up <laughs> first bowl game in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see it changing. Um, yeah. Well, well and like, and, and, and you know, even though bowl games are, little sour for fans compared to what they used to be. I'm sound like a broken record here. It's still huge for those underclassmen to get oh, extra yeah. reps and practice for yep. a month. That's mainly the reason you got to keep them besides, right. besides the uh, cities and, and communities profiting off, off the mm. bowl games. I mean, you're, you're freshmen and your sophomores just getting extra yeah. reps on um, the week after the season ended. I know Bielema said the first five practices it was all guys it, it, it he, he literally called them developmental practices because it yeah. was guys that didn't he, either guys that redshirted or guys that didn't play a whole lot that was their practice so the mm-hmm. regular guys just kind of had the week off um helped out but uh yeah it's it's huge for those teams that are able to do that for sure yep yep and get some momentum going in the spring mm-hmm. practice and then in the next year um Purdue's in such an interesting situation for their bowl game <laughs> I mean, their 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 former head coach takes the Louisville job, and so then you know that they already know they're going to play LSU in the Citrus Bowl. And then they start having guys kind of opt out of the mm-hmm. bowl game for different reasons. They hire their new head coach, which was not hired when we recorded our episode last week, Ryan Walters, who was the D- Divas coordinator in Illinois. Um, I will be honest; he's not who I wanted per se, not who was I was expecting. But I am happy with the hire. I am all in. I think most Purdue fans are all in now. A week later. Um, a lot of them changed their tone from the night of or the day of. A lot of them were just ready to hit the panic button, and you know, you know how hires are. Yeah. Um, and I'm just laughing, like, and this goes for any of you and I or anybody who's a sports fan's team. You might not like the hire or anything, but, um, you know, back the guy up. You know, support right. him until he starts losing games. You got no other option. Right. What you could do is just not root for the team at all. And and let's be honest, fans know. Very oh, well. yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> so. They do. They're, they're not the ones that get paid to do these searches and yeah. make these choices. So it'll be interesting. He's bringing some different juice. You know, this is the first defensive-minded head coach I've ever seen Purdue hire, first one they've hired since the 80s. Um, so it's definitely different, but he's already got a air raid offensive coordinator coming in, Graham Harrell. He used to play for Texas Tech and under mm-hmm. the late Mike Leach. And uh, now that's uh, he was the OC at USC and then West Virginia. So, so we'll see. I mean, uh, Purdue did lose their best defense alignment today to the transfer portal. That kind of hurt. Did not see him entering. I thought, you know, the guys they had lost early were offensive guys, and only one of those was a key guy who's offensive lineman who went to UCLA. So Purdue might see him in two years when they join the Big Ten. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Jeff Brom has flipped a few of their recruits down to Louisville. P.J. Fleck flipped one of their wide receiver recruits today. So – uh, Ryan Walters is going to have to go through the portal to retool the mm-hmm. roster, and, and that's fine. Um, but, no, I'm good with the um, hire. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I mean, you look at Ryan Walters. His his defense at Missouri weren't that great, but Bielema saw a rising star and took a chance on him. And he, he didn't recruit a whole lot because Bielema doesn't like his coordinators to recruit that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one guy that Walters – um, seemed like he was recruiting the hardest was Jair Hill from Kankakee, Illinois, who just put um, – everyone thought it was an Illinois-Michigan battle. Well, Hill came out with the top five today, and it's a couple schools, but then no Michigan, and it's Illinois-Purdue. Yeah, so, right. Um, it seems like an Illinois-Purdue battle, and he's, cho- and he's choosing on Wednesday. Um, I would guess it will be Illinois, but it's interesting because the guy who covered his uh, 247 sports crystal ball Michigan yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, most most people thought it, it was it was Michigan's to lose. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, Walt, Walters, the development that he did with the defensive backfield took a bunch of two star recruits. Uh, Devin Witherspoon um, turned him into a Jim Thorpe Award candidate, uh, and he's been in every first round mock draft. And he was a consensus first team All American. Um, Kirby Joseph started the year last year as a wide receiver and they needed some safety depth. And so they had him switch to safety and 
Within six weeks, he led the Big Ten in um, interceptions, was taken by the Lions in the third round, and it's now starting at safety for the Detroit Lions. Um, Jartavius Martin looks like he's he's going to be a draft pick. Sidney Brown had six interceptions this year. Uh, so his development with the defensive backfield um, is pretty astounding. I mean, L- Illinois' defense was garbage under Levy Smith, giving up 40 points a game. I, I remember they lost 63 nothing to Iowa. Um, and I, Iowa can't score points as, as we all, <laughs> as, as we all know. Um, and he ended up having one of the best defenses, uh, in the country this year. So, uh, I think, and the first thing he has to do is win the team over and him walking into that first meeting yeah. and, giving, and, and giving Maccabee a scholarship. One of them that doesn't, right doesn't hurt things at all. That, that was the perfect way to start. Yep. Um, at Purdue. So, yeah, he, uh, he's saying all the right things. He's on the Jim Rome show today. Um, what I loved that he said during that interview was there, uh, Jim Rome's like, you're probably not getting much sleep right now, you know, cause you got a lot to do. He goes, Oh yeah. He goes, he goes, I'm not worried about sleep. He goes, I'll, uh, I'll rest up when we, we get more of a break here in a few weeks, but he goes, I'm more focused when work's gotta be done. Work's gotta be done. He goes, mm-hmm. I want my kids when they grow up to people ask, where'd you grow up? And I want them to say West Lafayette, Indiana. So right when I heard that, I'm like, all right, like. I'm ready to run through a wall because our last head coach, even though I was a big Jeff Brown yep. fan, he never said anything close to that. Uh, I was going to say that, that was it a little was, bit of a shot at Jeff Brown. Yeah, though. it was, uh, it seemed like Jeff Brown after he initially, he seemed like he was all in for 17 and 18. And then when that mm. Louisville job opened the first time, he turned him down. I'm not saying he wasn't appreciative and he didn't enjoy his time at Purdue because I think he did, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like he was just waiting for that job to open up again right. and was never fully embracing uh, Purdue really. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, it was time for all parties and yeah. it's, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Cause he made the comment this week that the NIL is totally different at Louisville than it is Purdue. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see with the bowl game. It's, it's not gonna be pretty for the Boilermakers against LSU. It's spreads just keep going up, up, up. Cause more guys keep, I mean, Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones, Payne Durham, um, Corey Trice have all opted out. Jalen Graham hadn't opted out, but supposedly he's not showing up to practice, not answering his phone, oh. <laughs> um, which I said he's probably practicing high-stepping in his apartment or whatever. Uh, so it's just going to be probably a bunch of young guys playing out there, and it's weird because the staff's made up of a lot of guys going to Louisville and Drew Brees. That is so, weird. Yeah. So which Drew Brees has first practice today, So which is, which is neat. Um, I wish they kind of would have let just him and a bunch of – former uh, ex-players coach. <laughs> that would have been kind of funny. Yeah. Right when all the other guys opted out, they should have been like Brian, Mark, all the rest, just just go. Go to Louisville. <laughs> go. But Because yeah. the rumor of it originally was the reason Brian Braun was set to coach was not only was he going to call the offense, Charlie and Aiden weren't going to play if he wasn't. And now they're not playing anyways. Right. So, yeah. So it's, it's just an interesting time in college athletics. I mean, yep. With these trans this transfer portal for both football and basketball, it's just something we have to get used to. And f- recruiting is uh, more targeted toward the transfer portal than is high school kids anymore. Yep. So. Yep, definitely is. Yep. Yep. You got some uh, on the stay for me. I do. You ready to get educated? Yeah, I feel kind of dumb. On this day in. 1920, you've played this sport before. The first curling. U.S. indoor curling rink opens. Brookline, Massachusetts. Curling is the toughest sport I've ever done. <laughs> I have a new appreciation for it. I Well, I'm not very coordinated skating and sliding and stuff. so I couldn't uh, skate. But, man, it was it was fun, though. Anybody that's intrigued by it and wants to give it a try, I, I uh, suggest doing so. It was fun. Just not On this day in 1948, the NFL championship was played at Schreiber Park in Philadelphia where the Philadelphia Eagles shut out Chicago Cardinals 7-0 in a snowstorm. That game was called the Philly Blizzard. wonder if uh, Philly's going to be playing in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. On this day in 19... 19- 88, Oklahoma's college football team gets three years probation. I uh, I do not know what they did, though. That was 1980, you said? 88. 88. Was that when um, Dupree was there? I don't know. Marcus Dupree? Couldn't tell you. On this day in 1989, Larry Bird began his NBA free throw streak of 71 games. I don't know what that means. Did he make a free throw in 71 straight games? 
Did he go seventy-one eight games without missing? Maybe. Yeah, that'd maybe. be that'd be crazy. That'd street, be crazy. But... Yeah. On this day in 2010, Miracle at the New Meadowlands. Philadelphia Eagles trailed the Giants by 21 points with eight to play before scoring four touchdowns in the final seven minutes, including a dramatic walk-off punt return touchdown by Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he muffed that too. But he, he muffed it, and when he picked it up, he saw the lane that he was going, and yep. he hit it hard. And you got to punt that thing out of bounds, man. Yep. I think uh, well, he's still playing today. For the Ravens. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been around for a long time. <laughs> Tom Coughlin about uh, strung his punter up by the neck. Well, it's just like uh, when the Colts kicked off the Devin Hester start the Super Bowl. They, yeah. Uh, Pey- Peyton Manning <laughs> was talking about that not too long ago. He said all week they practiced kicking away from him, so Peyton wasn't even like paying attention. And he heard the roar of the crowd. He looked up, and there goes Devin. He wasn't very happy. Yeah. So uh, it, it got to the point where you were better off kicking it out of bounds against yeah. the Bears. Yeah, just take then. the penalty. Yeah. Uh, that is it. That is a short on this day this week, but like I said, around the holidays, not a ton happens. So, but that is the on this day brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a hundred percent hand cut home. Let's start over. Hundred <laughs> percent hand cut wooden uh, custom design shop, based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. Their uh, hand cut custom designs make a great fit for any home office. Man cave, home bar, basement, etc. Uh, they make signs, they make growth charts, they make anything of that nature that you want. Sports teams, military related, family related, you know, engagements, married, anything like that. So for custom orders, contact Thad at moodywoodcrafts at gmail.com and to see some of their recently completed projects visit them on Instagram and Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. College hoops. College It, it hoops. was uh, finals week so not a whole lot uh, went down here. Um, no. This past week. I mean uh, Big Ten wise on Saturday we had uh, Indiana getting whooped by Kansas at Fog Allen and losing Xavier Johnson in the process. I have not heard. I haven't seen officially anything um, about that. I haven't that. either. There, there's rumors he broke his foot, high ankle sprain, something like that. Uh, That'll he, hurt he him if he broke his foot. For That's sure. going to hurt that team pretty bad. He'll, he'll be out a few weeks, yeah. Uh, for, for a team that already struggles at the guard spot, um, they just looked like the same Indiana team as last year. Like, we tried to warn them. Um, but yeah, I mean, go, going to Kansas, you're, oh, you're going to get the toughest beat. place to play in the country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, great Grady Dick was unbelievable for him. Um, a couple other players played really well, but uh, yeah, that's you're you're gonna lose there if you're an mm-hmm. opponent. Uh, no shame in losing there. Uh, they do travel back home to face Elon, who was two and ten on Tuesday night. They should bounce back then. Um, but yeah, elsewhere um, around the Big Ten, um, Maryland's kind of woken up a little bit. Uh, they lost to Tennessee, got killed by UCLA. Um, they've fallen out of the rankings, so they've kind of woken up. Uh, Wisconsin's all the way up to 17. Here they um, go again, Josh. Every freaking year. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> I, I, I still don't think they're that good, but you know what? I say that every year. So I mean, I, our, in our lifetime, yeah. almost every year, they're good at football and basketball. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it annoys me because mm-hmm. it's a school that should not be that good at basketball. No, no. Um, and every single year, I mean, you they, they had Johnny Davis develop into this star last year, coming out of nowhere. But th- how's this team doing it? Tyler Wall's pretty good. He he is good, but he's, but but he's not like a it's big not a player Johnny, of the year. Yeah, it's not a Johnny Davis type leap. No. No. Uh, Chucky Hepburn's pretty good. They're just maybe Greg Gard's oh, a better coach. Do you want to give him credit for? I hate giving him any credit, but I'm gonna have to start. Well, I'm I'm gonna wait till the end of the year. Fair enough. Uh, we'll see how that ends up. Um, a little little worried about my Illini. Um, seems like there's a little bit of a disconnect between players and coaches, which is never uh, never a good thing. They uh, gave up a 16-0 run to Alabama A&M on. Uh, Saturday, Alabama A&M is ranked 334th in Kempom. I saw they killed him, um, though, Josh. I saw the final score. It was a one-point game with six minutes left. Um, To the point where, I mean, they looked so bad against Penn State. 
uh, last Saturday. Maybe Underwood, I saw their own score. Rip, no, I'm they, they they ended up winning by 21. Okay, um, okay. But it, it was a one point game later in the second half than it should have. It might have, it might not have been six minutes left, but it, it was under 10 minutes left when um, <laughs> Alabama and M went on a uh, 17-0 run or 16-0 run, whatever it was. But uh, to the point where Underwood literally sat on the bench with his arms crossed, didn't say a word, and was just like, <laughs> figure it out. I I can't coach you to beat Alabama and M. You're going to have to figure it out. And luckily they've figured it out and avoided what would have been probably the worst loss since I've been watching them. <laughs> um, even, even when Alabama and M cut it to one, you didn't feel like Illinois had yeah. any shot to lose it. But uh, I would have been sweating bullets. Uh, I usually am very mad, but I was just kind of numb because I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Um, and that's even worse. That's even worse when, that, when you're numb. That that is worse. But then after the game, Matt Meyer kind of like we got to figure things out between the players and coaches. Uh, then he kind of went at Underwood a little bit, saying, uh, you know, uh, Coach Underwood's more about mentality. Where uh, with me, I play better when I'm like on a diet and I'm fasting and all of that. And now I, there you, you shouldn't say that in post game stuff to the media because then it just runs amok. Uh, and he, he tweets after the game, all like we're we're all good. I was just frustrated with the game, that sort of stuff. Um, but as far as that goes, Matt Meyer's been around forever. He's won a national title. Wouldn't you let him do what he wants yeah. to do when he feels like he's most successful? It's it seems like that um, could it should happen. Underwood should kind of relinquish control a little bit. Um, Hopefully they got that out of their system and hopefully them going on a run to find a way to win kind of gels them a little bit, but they have not played well the past uh, two games. Now they have a 10 and one Missouri team on Thursday. I guess that's uh, kind of the pro- one problem of getting a bunch of transfer portal yes. guys, get them gel together, especially guys like yep. Meyer, who's a veteran guy knows what works mm-hmm. for him, but then you bring them in, you're trying to make them play in everything to your system, to your culture. Mm-hmm. It's got to take some time, man. But unfortunately yeah. big 10, plays right around the corner right which which is a concern i had coming into the year i said it in our preview show yeah. uh with that sort of stuff but then i mean they go beat ucla that right. one look that one's looking even better now uh and, and, and then they beat texas and yeah. uh gave virginia all they wanted then about yeah. one in maryland so you felt like okay maybe maybe the team's yelling and then they had that slip up against penn state who i who i, who I think solid you should, yes you should lose at home to penn state but then they played batting in South Bay Man in, which I was calling like a get right sort of game. Go out there, win by 60, feel good, and it didn't happen. Um, so now they have this bad taste in their mouth heading into Missouri. Now they've played well, neutral court so far this year. There'll be a ton of Illinois fans there. So I think they'll be ju- juiced up for that one. Your favorite? Um, I hate that game. Uh, Missouri hasn't beaten anyone yet. Their best wins probably, probably came on Saturday against Central the buzzer Florida. Beater. They hit a miracle buzzer beater to win it. So they'll be out looking for something to prove. Brand new head coach. Uh, they're, uh, they always play Illinois tough in that thing. Coach? Dennis Gates, I think. Is that his yeah, name? I was going to say, I have no idea. Um, he was at Cleveland State, I believe. But, yeah, they always play up for that one. Coleman Hawkins has to get going. He is a six foot ten Andre Curbelo right now. He'll pass op- up an open three, try to make some miracle, amazing pass, and throw it ten rows into the stands. Um, freshmen have not played well here the past two games. Hit a little bit of freshman wall. You kind of you – know, that's understandable. Uh, Shannon needs to step up. I just – hope. hopefully they got it out of their system because Saturday was uh, – I, I, I felt worse after winning that one than I did after they <laughs> lost to Penn State. Yeah, because at <laughs> least in conference, things. you know everybody knows each other so well. And, right. And right. Penn State's different than Alabama A&M. For sure. Um, so. But, yeah. So uh, it's always hard to play in finals week, though. It is. It, it is. Uh, I hate making that excuse. But I know. It, I, I do it every year because my team never plays is. good in the weekend. Of uh, plus, week. the stupid fans are on, or the the students, the students are on, on break, break yep. for another month. Yeah, yeah. So they're the crowd's always dead when yep. they're gone. Yep. Um, yep. So they have Missouri, and then they come back home and face Bethune Cookman uh, on uh, next week, but. Uh, yeah, uh, elsewhere around the Big Ten, I mean, Purdue kind of sur- survived against Davidson. I didn't watch any of that game. I, I didn't watch a second score. of it either. I was uh, busy doing some other things, but I kept checking the score. And besides Zach Eady, they just once again couldn't put the ball in the hoop. That's two yeah. games in a row, Nebraska and Davidson, where um, 
I mean, literally, Fletcher Lawyer hit his first two shots. Then besides that, and besides Edie in the first half, the team went one for whatever mm. it was. Wow. Um, so they just couldn't put it in the hoop. I was talking to my dad this morning on the phone. He said, you know, if, if Purdue just hit some shots, they went by 15 to 18 pretty right. easily. They just couldn't do it. But yet they played pretty good defense. They took Foster Lawyer out of the game. Um, Caleb first played well in the second half. And like I said, Edie was just a monster. Mm-hmm. And the guy's just putting up ridiculous numbers. What he's doing right now just insane. Um, there's no other good Purdue big man past that could do this. Jawan Johnson, Caleb Swanigan, as good as they were. Uh, Carl Landry. Isaac Haas wasn't as good as those other guys I mentioned. But they could not handle double teams and everything like Isaac mm-hmm. is. Or not, like Zach is right now. I mean, when he gets double or even triple teams, he finds the open guy. He's not turning the ball over. He's not panicking. He's hitting more more free throws than not. Um, he's just he looks like the real deal, um, you know. And and if he keeps this up, it's like how's he not going to try to jump pro? But right. he's kind of got maybe the Kofi Coburn situation where a lot of NBA teams they don't want those big guys. They don't want to tool their offense around a seven four guy. The thing that Edie has going for him is he is seven four. True. Uh, that helps. He, where, where Kofi was six eleven seven. Which four. I know he does practice jumpers, but you never see it. Right, because he just they don't want him shooting jumpers. Um, I suppose it could all come down to NBA interest in NIL. I mm-hmm. think he's making a pretty good from I hear. Any his case is different because he's a foreign player. They got different rules than a, uh, American born players, but he's making pretty good money. I think right now through the NIL, and if he has a if his good year keeps up, you got to think he'll be making more money next year. So, sure, but in the, the day, Purdue got the win. They don't shoot well in Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Never have, probably never will. But they got the win, and now they are number one in the country still today. I figured they would be, but I thought maybe UConn might jump them. But uh, Purdue's or Houston still, after going and or winning Houston, in Virginia, which yeah, they um, do have a loss though. They do have a loss, but but now what's exciting? Purdue plays two in whatever New Orleans on Wednesday night at nine o'clock. I'm not excited about the nine o'clock start, but this will be the first ever uh, home game Purdue's had when they're ranked number one. That's cool. In program history, so that's kind of cool. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just get the win at this point. That's, I, I yeah, don't that's care. All. I don't yeah, care. Who cares how it happens? Yep. Um, not a, a great matchups this week. In there, never. Right? E- Elon, no. Indiana. We're gonna take Indiana. Yeah. Um, Queens University at Nebraska. It's called Battle in the Vault. I've never heard of Queens University. I wonder if that's a D two or something school in Nebraska. Give me Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, UIC at eight and two Northwestern, who killed DePaul. Northwestern's weird. Like, they're, they're, the times I watch them, they look good because they're killing yeah. folks, and then they get killed by other people. Killed by Pittsburgh. Right. Know? So, um, yeah, Northwestern should win that one. Yeah, uh, Northwestern has really good guard play. Um, this this is – yeah, they have really good guard play. Um, down low, they don't have – I mean, lost Pete Nance and Ryan Young, for that matter. Um, but uh, Boo Booey, Chase Audige, Ty Berry, all pretty good. Um, Oakland uh, against Michigan State. That's at Michigan State. It's usually in Detroit. Yeah, it's usually at the Little Caesars Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State been a close one. These are always pretty good games. Oakland's two and ten this year. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Michigan State easily. Yeah, give me Michigan State big. Um, Michigan against North Carolina in Charlotte. North Carolina. Yeah, Carolina had a big come from behind win against Ohio State. Um, Pete Nance, the aforementioned Pete Nance, had a. Mm-hmm. Miracle jumper at the buzzer to tie it in regulation, and they won. And, and who just took Michigan to down to the wire on Saturday? Lipscomb. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they were losing to Lipscomb for a lot of the second half, but they have uh, not yeah, found me, their footing. They've not. Uh, give me Carolina as well. Eastern Illinois at Iowa. Iowa. I think Iowa's still playing without Chris Murray too, and they keep winning. Uh, give me Iowa. Uh, Maine at Ohio State. Ohio State. Give me Ohio State. New Orleans at Purdue. New Orleans is two and seven. Yeah, Purdue. Uh, yeah, give me Purdue. Uh, Thursday night, we have St. Peter's at Maryland. God, I hate even saying that name. Uh, Maryland, <laughs> so I don't have to say that name. Give me Maryland as well. Uh, Chicago State, who's won three games this year. It's probably the most in school history. Uh, traveling to Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, give me Minnesota. Though Minnesota's bad. <laughs> They're five and six. Uh, nine and three, Knippiak traveling to Penn State. Penn State. Uh, yeah, give me Penn State. Uh, number 16, somehow Illinois jumped two spots this week. Number 16, Illinois traveling to St. Louis to take on Missouri. This is how far this game's fallen. It's now on SEC Network. Illinois hits a buzzer beer to win by two. 
um, Every year I predict a close one just so, just so you're sweating. Yeah, the disconnect between players and coaches really scares me, so I'm taking Missouri. I just feel like Illinois is going to lose it. Um, <laughs> I know what you're doing. I I know what I'm doing. I think I, I didn't pick Missouri last year, but it was a close game, and then they ended up winning by 30. Illinois did. Just don't punch but, anything, Josh. I, those those days are over. Those days are over. My my hand still hurts from from uh, Jalen Tate getting called for a uh, intentional foul on a box out on a free throw in 2014. So um, give give me Missouri, unfortunately. And I can't imagine there's another game the rest. Maybe Friday night. There's a there's a couple games Friday. Uh, Bucknell at Rutgers. Rutgers. You Rutgers. Kennesaw State at Indiana. Indiana. They play twice this week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then Grambling at Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. And I can't. There's definitely not a game Christmas Eve or Christmas. No, nope. no, no. Um, any other uh, any other thoughts? I got a word association that has to do basketball, but it's not college hoops related. It's NBA related. Let's hear it. But uh, uh, Christmas Day is coming up, and NBA plays on Christmas Day. So I wrote down the uh, top eight. Single game scores in Christmas Day history, like starting it. with Bernard King, who had sixty points on Christmas. Oh, Bernard King he was a knickerbocker, wasn't he? Yep. That's all. That's all I got. That's, that's about all I, I really can know. tell you. Yeah. Number two with fifty nine points, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt, uh, Wilt the Stilt. He, uh, he. It seems like he's in a birdie or bogey question or on this day all the time. The stat lines were stupid. Stupid. In fact, just, without the three-point line, yeah. of course, he's not going to be shooting threes anyway, you right. wouldn't think. Uh, right. But just the most dominant player, maybe yeah. in sports history. Yeah. With 50 points, Rick Barry. Rick Barry. He, uh, was he the one that's not a very nice guy? Yes. I've heard he's not a very nice guy. Yes. I don't think Jerry West is very nice either. But um, Rick Barry, obviously his sons played. He just had a son play for Florida. I was going to say, ago. all three of his sons. Um, but, Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of Jerry West, Jerry West, 47 points. The logo, um, he, the portrayal of him in the Showtime Lakers show on HBO is hilarious. He hated it. Didn't, it. didn't make him look uh, very good. It, it did not, but uh, supposedly pretty accurate. One of Josh's childhood favorites, Tracy McGrady, a.k.a. T-Mac, 46 Mac. points. I just saw just a few days ago was on this day when he had those 13 points in the final 30 seconds. That was seconds nuts when he was a rocket. Was. Yeah. Um, yeah, T Mag used to have his poster. I cut it out of Sports Illustrated for kids. Oh, those were the up. days. Those yep. were the days. Yep. I had a pair of T Mac twos in middle school. I, I had some T Mac shoes as well. I couldn't tell you what. Uh, then I think I got the threes. And I remember my dad being mad because I had a mitt like halfway through basketball season. They didn't fit very well. I just wanted them, <laughs> wanted them. Those were the ones that didn't have laces. They had the air pumps on the back that you uh-huh. screwed it, air tightened. Crock of crap! They I remember. Well. I do. I had those as well. I, they, I remember I, those. They were supposed to be awesome. They yeah, weren't. they weren't that great at all. The twos yeah. are better. Um. Oh boy. Uh, Tom Hinson, I think H E I N S O Hinson. Tom. Tom Tommy Hinson, man. Forty-five uh, points. I don't yeah, know. Boston Celtic. Celtic. That's all I can tell you about him. Boston Celtic legend. Dominic Wilkins, forty-five points. Uh. Yeah. He uh could fly. Through the yeah. air, Atlanta Hawks. And lastly, Kevin Durant with 44. Uh, Durant, is he ever going to win a title? I don't think he's going to. Well, he, he's, he he's won, won one, one with, with Golden State. State. Is he going to win one by himself? No. Not going to win one in Brooklyn. I don't like Brooklyn. I can't stand them. I don't them. either. Don't like Kyrie. Nope. Don't like Durant. I know Harden's not there anymore, but the fact Harden played there makes me not like him. I don't like Simmons. Ben Simmons. Nope, don't like Simmons. Nope. Uh, no, they they gave Steve yeah. Nash the boot, even though yeah, it's probably granted. But, yeah. That's the uh, Word Association segment for this week, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting in 2023, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. 
This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a hand-crafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing Bar and Grill, located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focuses on freshness and quality. You can watch down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews or domestic flavors, or a hand-crafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, The Damn Landing is the place to be located. 1305 Union Road in Rochester. Three winners, three losers. Well, one winner's got to be the Minnesota Vikings, doesn't it? <laughs> they're not on my list, but... Well, uh, they're on mine. I don't care how bad the opponent is, how bad the opponent choked. You're down 33 nothing and a half, and you don't yeah. give up, and you come back and win it in overtime, and you clinch the NFC North, you're a winner. That's, that's, that's a winning day for them. Yep. Uh, one of my first winners, Detroit Lions. They're fun to watch, um, Josh. I was really hoping the uh, Commanders won last night because I think the Lions could overtake the Giants. Now it's going to be tough to overtake the Giants. Could sneak in, though. Mm-hmm. Um, their schedule sets up decently favorable. They're 7-7 um, after starting 1-6. Seven seven, yeah. Uh, unbelievable job by Dan Campbell. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goss playing the best football he's played yeah, since the Super Bowl. He's not going year. anywhere. Um, they're, they're a fun team to watch. They score points. Uh, I loved watching them beat the Jets <laughs> yesterday. Aggressive uh, so, play calling in that yeah. game when, when they Love needed it. it. Always do it. Uh, Detroit Lions, for sure. Number two, the Jacksonville Jaguars, down 27-7 to against the Cowboys, come back and get an overtime win, and all of a sudden they control their AFC South destiny. Yeah. Um, and this was a team I was saying all year, like I can see hints of their that they're coming like a year mm. or two from now. If they somehow squeak in the playoffs, they're way ahead of schedule. And sure. Doug Pearson can coach, and Trevor Lawrence is looking like a dude all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, I think they're better than the Tennessee Titans. I do, too. Uh, Titans are falling off a cliff. The quarterback situation in Tennessee is awful. Uh, you can only hand it off to Derrick Henry so many times. Had every opportunity to win that game yesterday and just yep. refused to do it. Yep. Uh, San Francisco 49ers going onto the road to the 12th man. And taking it to the Seahawks, Brock Purdy's playing like a seasoned vet. That defense, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Got him. Uh, defense, best unit in football, running the ball well. Um, this team's going to be a scary out in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My last winner, the Cincinnati Bengals. Me too. Uh, big deficit. Tampa Bay came back and closed that mm-hmm. deficit like that. Joe yeah. Burrow's playing awesome. Man, I almost want to say they're going to be my AFC representative in the Super Bowl again, but I'm not. I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet. Uh, they looked awful in the first half. Tom Brady yeah. played probably his best half of the year, and then he followed it up with his worst. Uh, and they are my last winner as well. Uh, speaking of um, Tom Brady, the NFC South once again. That it's it's getting to the point. If you don't have a five, which you can't have a 500 record now. If you're not above 500. You should not be able to make the playoffs, yep. regardless of um, division. Yep. Uh, if, if you win that division, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs if you're under 500. Yep. Um, and it's looking, I mean, Tampa Bay would have to win out to uh, have an over 500 record. Yeah, the, their schedule of all the NFC t- South team, NFC South teams is most favorable, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, they're they're not. I don't even think they win a playoff game, uh, and I think Brady retires as he should. Uh, one of my losers, Indianapolis Colts. I know they're not a good team, but you, you just made NFL history on the wrong side. Yeah. You you biggest comeback in NFL history um, is by the Minnesota Vikings. You're up thirty three points, yeah, and you just collapse. Matt Ryan is one of my losers. His his legacy is blowing yeah, big leads. That's all anyone's ever going to remember him for. You're right. Uh, right. He's had a, he's had a good career. I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, because so I don't think he's a Hall of Fame level quarterback, and I don't think he will be a Hall of Famer. Um, but 28 to 3, 33. Obviously, the stakes were a lot different on yeah. Saturday, but 33 Still. nothing. Um, that is his legacy. And they probably did Cole fans a favor because they're gonna get a better draft probably. pick from yeah. it, but still, the way it happened, ooh. Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, New England Patriots, my mm-hmm. god, uh, tie game. <laughs> why do why do you throw the ball backwards? <laughs> Just, just, just go down and take an overtime. For one, you you were awful defensively on that drive. You had them fourth and ten at their own fifteen. Mm-hmm. You played the softest coverage ever. Yes, the ref, in my opinion, blew the touchdown call. But still, the you know I was thinking the Patriots usually win games like that, but they've lost a lot. The miracle yeah. of Miami, both Super Bowls <laughs> against the Giants, yeah. but they've also won against Atlanta, won yeah. against Seattle in the Super Bowl. So it goes both ways. Um, but. 
Yeah. Yeah. It makes me they, hate, hate, hate both teams more. I hate the Raiders more and I hate the Patriots more because of it. They um, they got to start looking for a quarterback. Already. Yeah, he stinks. He stinks. Uh, 13 for 31 against one of the worst defenses stinks. in football. Um, they asked Belichick, why didn't you go for a Hail Mary? And and they, they were on their own 45, but he said quarterback couldn't throw it that far. Yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't you have a backup who has, can throw? You always carry a backup if you can't. I mean, yeah. remember, remember Manning at the end when he couldn't throw it, they bring Brock. I haven't launched one. I, I remember Elway at the end of his career. Yeah. It, was, it was Bobby Brister. Bobby would, would, yeah. would come in and throw the long ones. Man, I need um, a Bobby jersey. That'd be awesome. <laughs> my uh, final loser is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah. They have no shot to win the division now. Uh, they did. They will be in the playoffs, likely. But uh, yeah, my final loser, Seattle Seahawks. They've come back to earth. Yep, I agree. but they're still going to get a great draft pick thanks to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yep, uh, Week Fifteen pick them. We still don't know if the Rams win tonight. Uh, Tanner wins pick them this week. If the Packers win tonight, we tie for the Come first on, time Baker. I, I think ever. Come on, um, Baker. And if the Packers win, that means I clinch the uh, the pick them for the season for the third straight year. Come on, Baker. Uh, Thursday night, Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Looking forward to this one. I'm taking the Jags for three. I'm taking the Jets for three. I'm going for the Jags, though. Um, Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears. Bills for 16. Bills for 16 as well. Um, Justin Fields, fun to watch. That defense is atrocious. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the Cleveland Browns. Got the Browns for four. I have the Browns for 13. Holy smokes. Yeah. Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Got the Titans for nine. Got the Titans for eight. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at the Kansas City Chiefs. Got the Chiefs for 15. I have the Chiefs for 14. Uh, New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Got the Vikings for six. I have the Vikings for 12. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots. Got the Cincinnati Bengals for 14. I have the Bengals for 11. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. Got the Lions for 13. I have the Lions for four. <laughs> uh, Atlanta Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Ravens for seven, and I'm not sure who's playing quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and they looked awful with Tyler mm-hmm. Huntley on uh, Saturday. Uh, I have the Ravens for nine. Uh, Washington football team at the San Francisco 49ers. Got the Niners for eight. I have the Niners for 15. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. I got the Cowboys for two. That might be smart because it doesn't look like Jalen Hurts is going to play because mm-hmm. uh, he has a sprained shoulder. I didn't change my pick. I should have. I have the Eagles for seven. Uh, Vegas Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers for ten. I have the Raiders for two. <laughs> I've picked the Raiders uh, so much this year. I, I don't know why. The Steelers didn't even play great yesterday, but they found a way to get it done. So Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins Christmas Taking Day. The Dolphins for five. Uh the high in Miami on Sunday is 56 degrees. They that just played in a freezing. snowstorm. so And Tua looked pretty good doing it, so I feel yeah. pretty good about that. Uh, I have the Dolphins for six. Denver Broncos at the L.A. Rams. Sorry, America. Um, taking the, <laughs> I'm taking the Broncos for one, though. This will be the J-Man's book of prediction oh, of gosh. the week. Give me the Rams for one. Baker Mayfield gets her done. Yeah. Uh, J-Man's book of prediction week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. And Travis watching Life, Home, Auto, Business, Renters, Workers, Common Farm Insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Tampa Bay Bucks at the Arizona Cardinals. At the Buccaneers for 11. I have the Bucks for 10. Cardinals are done. Like they've. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trace McSorley is probably going to be their quarterback. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, L.A. Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Chargers for 12. I have the Chargers for five. Looks like Jonathan Taylor done for the year. Yeah, which you might as well at this nah, point. He hasn't been very good it. this year. He's been very hurt. Um, let's see here. Birdie bogey real quick. Patrick Mahomes became the fourth quarterback in NFL history to throw 35 touchdown passes in three straight seasons, joining what three quarterbacks? Four. This This could be it, Tanner. I know, and I got a lot of names in my head. I mean, no I'm thinking, pressure. I'm thinking Breeze, Manning, Brady, Favre. Um, I'm gonna go Drew Breeze. Yep. I'm gonna go Peyton Manning. Yep. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna go Brett Favre. You got it, man. You're yeah. It. Let's go. You are in it. One stroke back. I was down to Favre Brady. So. You got it. Christmas That's came it. early. Christmas came early. You still got. Uh, I got. A, I got a chance. We 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 might tie. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Thanks for watching the Tan and Jamin Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a fantastic Christmas, uh, everybody. We'll be back at it on Tuesday, December 27th. Have a great week, everybody.